Hello everybody, welcome back to Model Student. I am your host, Alexandra Rain, and today I am joined with the one, the only, the marvelous Marissa Mooney. Marissa is a talented and experienced photographer who is currently residing in LA. She won't brag for herself, so I will quickly do it for them. Um, they have worked with Florence Pugh, Greta Gerwig, Mandy Moore, Joey King, Bong Joon-ho, to name just some of the few, as well as a handful of models and dancers. And I really appreciate her perspective on photography and um, everything that goes into it. So I won't ramble anymore and let's just get on into the episode. <music> excited to have you on I like when I knew I was getting started podcast I like wrote a list of people that I wanted to have on and you were one of the top people because you're just oh. so brilliant and you're also the first photographer before I signed to any agencies you did my headshots for dance do you remember that's right yeah I okay was that with the butterflies yes was that you did the butterfly stuff okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah with yeah, the yeah. butterfly stuff yes. <laughs> exactly it so I mean you're just amazing and so phenomenal but I'll just quickly have you introduce yourself okay um, great anything that you please star sign if you like you can brag about yourself I I'm more than invited but no that's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> no okay. you're really remarkable but okay I'll let you introduce yourself now okay hello my name is Marissa Mooney, and I am a photographer and movement artist and director in Los Angeles, and I'm from Utah. Beautiful. Not for an intro. I love it. No, short and sweet. I feel like I am, when I have to introduce myself now, I'm still in such like a academic student mode of like my major is this I'm oh yeah this year I'm like oh wait that's we're past that part of life now that's over but anyways I well, still do that though I'm like uh this is what I did for school yeah this is where I grew up I don't know you did you majored in modern dance right and you finished the mm-hmm. entire program yeah I did um I major. I did a double major okay. in uh, modern dance and then gender studies. Oh, cool! And gender studies was kind of like a secondary thing that I did like halfway through, like my time in the dance department. Yeah. But I had taken so many classes in the gender studies department that I had a financial or not a financial, uh, an academic advisor. It was like you should probably just do a major. <laughs> just you're, declare. Like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's so cool. Well, yeah. I'd be interested to hear I'm like jumping way ahead but do you feel like gender studies influenced photography at all for you (laughs) 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 just yelling at my partner playing tv no I love it um no I I think for sure like for me um my interest in gender studies like I think specifically while I was at the University of Utah, like sort of came up when I was thinking about myself and my Mm. own gender identity and presentation, like in performance. Yeah. Cause I was being confronted with it all the time. Um, and so like, I think a lot about, um, like not projecting who I think a person should be Mm. or how they should look 
those are things that I think about all the time because I spent time in the gender studies department at the U. So I feel like that was a big influence in terms of like how I relate to people um, in like, yeah, not making assumptions. I feel like the photo industry can be very, I I think things are changing a little bit, but I feel like it can still be very like binary and there can be a lot of assumptions just like there is in like dance world and dance performance. Um, So I think I just, I carry that kind of sensitivity um, because it like, I've personally felt affected by that in performance spaces Yeah. um, into photo work. Like I never want anyone to leave a photo shoot and feel like, they had to be a version of themselves that they're not mm. or that they were being interpreted the wrong way or totally. yeah. So I, I think it totally did. I didn't, I had, I'd never, I'd never thought about that, but yeah, I think it's had an impact for sure. Totally. I mean, cause I, I do feel like, what do you feel like at, cause I, I'm like very limited in my gender studies (laughs) education. I like took like a psychology of love class and it talked about, um, I mean, I feel like I know about like gender versus sex, like the basics and all of it. Um, but do you feel like within the fashion industry, there tends to be like a hyper, uh, maybe hyper feminism or not feminism, but like, uh, how Mm. do I say this? Like object, objectifying, the body to be hyper masculine or hyper da da da. Do you know what I'm trying to ask? I think, I, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. I, think, I can't articulate um, it quite. Luckily, I think that um, things are shifting a bit. Yeah. Uh, not as quickly as I would like to see things shift, but I, I mean, anytime there's like presentation or like performance of like a body in any like visual, like visual art form. Yeah. I feel like there's also a push for like that work to be really clear and mm. like understandable yeah. air quotes on understandable to an audience yeah and so I see sometimes that pressure in photography for like um people to want things to feel a little bit linear or understandable mm. to to other folks totally um but I I I think that that is shifting a bit yeah. and that like what resonates the most with people is is seeing like diverse representation totally and when you can see components of yourself in another person or like parts of yourself that you've kind of like that you've maybe suppressed or like hidden mm. when you see that sort of celebrated in a visual form like photography I think that's really powerful yeah um so I see that shifting a little bit but I still feel like I mean that social pressure kind of exists everywhere and especially in visual form, like art forms, I think. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I I was talking to a friend the other day about like ambiguity and I feel like there's some, I feel like, okay, Moonlight, my favorite film of all time. Like the ending is so ambiguous. I feel like anything that has sort of, I feel like it just opens it up more for interpretation and for maybe relation to the audience. But I agree. I think, I hope that um, we can embrace the androgynous and ambiguous and diverse yeah. and all of the above. Well, you do such like, a great job like of that. The, like the multifaceted component of mm. like who a person is, yeah. you know, it's like we are a combination of an infinite amount of things. Totally. And 
it's impossible for all of those things to be perfectly represented in any image or in anything at any given like specific time yeah but to see like a general shift in like presentation being more nuanced or more complex or more like inclusionary in its representation I think is really magical and really potent totally um I don't know I I I'm rambling but yes no I love it I was just gonna say I was just gonna say like I love we're just getting right on into it like let's go it's great but I so then on the other side of your studies with I mean, you're such a great director, and I feel like having a dance background, I feel like, has helped me. But on the other side of the camera, do you feel like it's helped you understand just bodies in general and how bodies move and, like, creating shapes and, you know, yeah, playing totally. more? And I, I don't know. What do you yeah. think? <laughs> I think, I mean, I feel um, like I identify pretty evenly, like, if I were to like label myself in terms of like what I do, I think that the dancer part of me and the movement artist part of me and the photographer part are pretty equal. Yeah. Um, and they both inform each other. I think that, uh, like my background in dance and just like growing up doing it, you know, all of my life also having experience, like teaching dance has given me like a, maybe like a sensitivity or like an awareness of body language that I feel like maybe I don't know, like, I'm not saying that other photographers don't have that, but I do feel like that's kind of like, um, like a skill that I have because of dance. Like, I I think my awareness of like how body language is interpreted, Mm. um, and also like giving movement direction or like that kind of feedback, um, I don't know, like when you're teaching dance, um, you also like have this really instant feedback of like how your words as an instructor are being interpreted in someone's body, like in real time. Which is so cool. Like like practicing that. Yeah. And like seeing that um, for a long time gave me some insight into like I don't know, generally, like, what words sort of provoke a, a certain physical response in yeah. people and, and like, that kind of thing. So I see, like, dance as probably being, like, the biggest influence in how I photograph and how yeah. I like to direct, um, like, within photo shoots. Totally. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So we've covered, I think we've covered the big parts, but now I'm going to go back to the beginning is when did your Let's interest go. in photography begin? Now that we have like the... Oh, yeah, rewind. Yeah, yeah, um, going back, going back. Uh, so I think like it was kind of unexpected actually. So I was in, I think it was my sophomore, maybe junior year um, in the dance department mm-hmm. at, at the U and... Um, and my parents had gotten me like a camera, a digital camera. It was kind of unexpected. Yeah. I felt kind of guilty. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, like, great. And I have to use this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know how to use this. And they spend all this money on it. Yeah. Um, and so I did feel a little bit of pressure. Like, I was very grateful, obviously, but yeah. also just feeling like, okay, I guess it's time to learn how to take photos because I don't want my parents to have just wasted all this money on something. Totally. Um, and so a lot of the photo stuff that I did initially was just like photographing dancers in the dance department. Yeah. Um, and 
I used to just like when I first got a camera, my favorite thing to do was just like walk around my neighborhood for like a couple hours a day, like in the evenings, kind of to un- unwind, like before it started to get dark. Yeah. And to just take pictures of like houses or like some still life stuff that I like came across that I found interesting. Totally. Um, and I just did that all the time, but it was never like, it, it was a, it was a hobby, but I never mm. saw it as like, would never have anticipated that I would be doing it for work in the future. It was yeah. just kind of like, you know, parents got me this nice <laughs> gift. Don't want to waste this nice gift. Totally. That's, it's, yeah. It's nice that you develop, that sounds like such a lovely ritual. I'm just like imagining you, because I've been to, I'm assuming the house that we shot at yeah. a little, the same, I know that neighborhood so well and I love it. So I'm just like yeah, imagining yeah. It just sounds so peaceful but how do you feel like then from from having it as a hobby to now how do you feel like you developed your style and also skill mm. so I feel like um hmm. I I think I'm always sort of evolving yeah I don't know if I've like landed on um a style um I see that as kind of like a constant, a constant like evolution. Yeah. And I, I like, yeah. So I don't know if I've landed on a specific style, but I think, um, I've in the last couple of years have been able to witness like patterns of things that Mm. I'm drawn to in terms of like what I like photographing, what type of environment I like to photograph in. Totally. Um, and I've tried to kind of stick in those lanes because it feels the best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so like I've, I've noticed in the last couple of years, like I'm really drawn to like textural things, like doing like macro photography of like, I don't know, just fun, uh, like fuzzy or sticky or like, you know, prickly textures. I love those words. Um, that was yeah. so, I love that. <laughs> I, that just, I love that. Um, and then I also like, we've talked about that already, but movement for sure. Like, I, I don't think I'll ever bore of, of, of seeing like bodies move and like relate to another person and relate to a camera. Um, and, and then I think the biggest thing in terms of like style or like the biggest thing that I look for in what I shoot now is just like an environment that feels really good yeah um like to me it's like having a good group of people um mutual respect that there's like safety Mm -hmm. um and that people leave and they don't feel depleted but they feel sort of energized totally um that to me is always like an indicator of how successful air quotes on successful but like how successful a shoot is it's like okay how do how do people leave when they feel or like how do they feel when they leave leave? yeah no I love Um, that though because it is I just love that I love your philosophy on everything but especially on that Thank you. No, it's yeah. Seriously. So I, I don't know if I did. I answer your question. I, you can tell me if I did. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, no. I think you did, and I think, you know, when you were talking about like the evolution or not wanting to feel like you've had a specific, you know, style, it kind of reminded me of handwriting for some reason. Like it's always your handwriting, but even like yes. looking back on my handwriting two years ago, I'm like, oh, it's like just slightly different. Like it just is like little patterns yes. have changed 
But yeah, I think it probably also is, you know, good to have it be that way and not like, okay, I have like a set formula that I do every time. And like, at least on, I would, I would imagine it keeps it feeling exciting on your end and not like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, I think like, I admire folks who have like a very distinct style in terms of like, you know, like an online portfolio that we can see like on Instagram or whatever. I admire that. I don't think there's anything wrong with having like a clear aesthetic and something that you do well and like that you are drawn to specifically. But I feel like I I don't have the patience for that. Like I I, like, I get bored of myself so easily. I love Uh, it. I really do. (laughs) I get bored. For most shoots, it's like when I, when I like enter into a photo shoot, it was like, okay, how do I, how do I surprise myself? Mm. Like how, how do I like, um, keep this exciting for myself and the person or people that I'm working with? Totally. Um, and I think, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of photographers would say though, that like, they feel like maybe their artistic voice or their aesthetic isn't clear to them. But yeah. then people looking at it from the outside would say, no, I can see a lot of, you like, can see your imprint and everything. You can see. Yeah. yeah. So I think there would be people who would maybe say like, Oh, I can see some through lines. Yeah. Um, I don't see that in my own work. I, I don't know what that is yet. Yeah. In terms of like no. visual style, but totally. Um, but yeah, those, those kind of pillars we talked about are things that, I I really care about sort of infusing in every photo shoot. So yeah, in terms of like style development, I think those are things that I've consistently been interested in, and I'm I'm always like trying to approach those things a little differently. Yeah, of course. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, you're so great. Okay, I love it. I love talking to you honestly so much. Just like every time I see you, I'm like. What a great person, honestly, truly. You're magic. You're magic. So I'm like, you asked me to do this, and I was like, I don't know what people are going to get from listening to me talk, but selfishly, like, yeah, I'll be there if I can talk to you. Yes, no, of course. No, I love it. It's been like... It's been so fun talking to everybody, but especially you, because you've known me since I was like 16. I feel like I've... Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the Thule days. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Um, Anyways, but I, yeah, have so much more to ask you. And I know you won't brag for yourself, but I will brag for you in that you've shot with literally so many different kinds of people, but also very notable, like, Oscar-winning directors and Oscar-nominated actors and actresses. And you've shot with models, new faces, experienced models, dancers, obviously. How would you compare each experience with shooting with... um, Mm. I don't want... I mean, I don't want to just, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like reduce somebody to like oh they're just a model or oh they're just but you know different um types of demographics totally well I'd say like um I mean to preface this I really think every single photo shoot is different depending on the person yeah and I can have six photo shoots with the same person over a span of like a few months and every photo shoot will be different because they will be feeling different mm. differently that day. Totally. Um, so yeah, I don't, these are not like generalizations about like people who, you know, like 
identify as a model or a dancer or yeah. an actor or whatever. But I think generally speaking, um, when I've worked with like actors or directors or like kind of well-known uh, folks, I, I, I think there's more work on like the pre-shoot. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's so much work leading up to the photo shoot. Yeah. So a lot of um, like teching and setting up and I'll usually do a test shoot with someone else before I get there. Yeah. And I kind of have like a, a, a more like concrete plan of like what I'm going to do. Totally. Because when they show up, you know, I, I never know how much time I'm going to have. Like sometimes yeah. it's as little as like five minutes with a person. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Talk about yeah. shooting something quickly. <laughs> yeah. No. And that like, that's something I'm really grateful for is I feel like, um, I was doing like more po- like portraits in that realm yeah. um, with those kinds of folks for, you know, like maybe like a year and a half, two ish years. Yeah. Um, and I, I learned to shoot like quickly. quickly. Like I learned to Efficiency. like photograph quickly <laughs> and like, and beyond that, like, um, like kind of sensor room and, mm. and to like, to like really like sort of tap into that empathy yeah. and, and like sort of figure out intuitively, like maybe what they're feeling or like what kinds of feedback or information I'm getting from their body language. Like as yeah. soon as I see them, because I have to make the most of the time that I have. Totally. So that I feel like, um, you know, that's a that's like a an experience that's like very specific where yeah. there's a lot of like work beforehand and like, you know, equipment and moving things around. And um, and then you get to the photographing part and it's like, okay, you five minutes, minutes with yeah. them. Totally. Um, so that, yeah, that that can be less maybe like creatively fulfilling. Yeah. Um, and I usually see those photo shoots as more of, of like, okay, kind of getting to see this person and getting to interact with them. And hopefully when they leave, I like maybe gave them a brief moment in their day that felt like nice or calm totally. or, you know what I mean? That they don't leave feeling stressed out or depleted yeah. or anything. Um, and then can I feel I- like working with, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just curious because with, um, you know, some of the act, like acting is so interesting to me and I so yeah. admire like, cause it's such a, I mean, it's, it's, you know, body language and movement. It like makes me think of the Alexander technique from like yes. first year modern dance, but do you, I don't know. Do you feel like you have to direct a lot with like posing with actors or do you feel like because Mm -hmm. they are so in front of a camera on such like an up close, like, I'm just Mm. wondering, like, and of course. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think it really depends on the person. I've had some people show up and they have like this really magnetic charisma and they kind of know, like they're, they're sort of giving all this energy without me having to provide like feedback or like direction. Um, and, and sort of like movement that follows that. Yeah. Um, so they're like really self-motivated. They kind of initiate on their own. And then I've also had folks or actors, um, that, that seem like kind of uncomfortable, um, in, in like moving their bodies. Yeah. Um, 
or, or like less comfortable. Yeah. And so it really, it really like you would think that, Oh, if actors are in front of a camera or, you know, they're being interviewed or they're in front of people all the time that they would instinctually be better at moving their bodies. Um, not that there's a better or worse, but right. I, yeah, I think it really depends person to person. Totally. Like there are some people I give a lot of movement direction to and some people that I don't. Which isn't um, bad one way or another. I was just curious yeah. like yeah. how it would. Well, I think yeah. one factor that can be really interesting to work with is that I feel like a lot of actors have a very specific um, like brand or mm. that their PR agents are working specifically on like an image or how they're presented to the public. Yeah. And so sometimes they'll kind of come in with sort of a preconceived way of, of like relating to me or being in front of the camera. Oh, that sounds so um, exhausting. So it can be, well, that can be like, it's its own like fun challenge, but okay. I think I am always interested in finding those genuine, um, those genuine moments with people. Yeah. So I, I found actually that now that I'm saying this out loud, I think that most of the photos that I like and that I hold on to or select with with actors are kind of these like in between moments. Yeah. Um, you know, when they're like sort of presenting what they want to present and then yeah. I'll like be chatting with them and they don't know that I'm still Shooting. photographing them. Totally. And, and and kind of when they like release and it's not as performative, like yeah. those are my favorite moments uh, with actors that. that I usually will use. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really depends on person to person. I've been I've been surprised by like how embodied and like physical some actors are. Yeah. And also like have had moments where I had to give um much more movement direction which is totally fine but yeah, yeah what on the- with models how because I feel like I feel like I have like a separate part of my brain that's like dedicated to like my model persona and like my friends don't tease me like ah, yeah. there's the model face and I like only ever do it in a certain environment like yeah. you know what I mean but how how do you feel like with because you've worked with so many different models I think um you know, generally speaking with, with models, regardless of experience, I think that it, it feels maybe a little more, um, shape or image focused, Totally, not image in terms of like self-consciousness or anything like that, or yeah. like, you know, how we look, but in terms of like a frame or like yeah. a still moment. Yeah. Um, so I, I've seen a pattern, you know, a lot of models I think are aware of like creating sort of like moments or images Mm -hmm. um and so it can kind of feel like stop and go yeah uh, yeah with with models which isn't like again it's not good or bad it's just its own experience yeah um and I'm just giggling because I know yeah. exactly, like, on the other end, I'm like, okay, I know, like, when I do this, it'll look like this. I know, like, it's, like, it does feel kind of like a stop motion within your own body of, like, okay, there's a clamor cut, yes. like, next one, next one, next one. It's, like, this weird, like, like experience that I can't explain, and it, like, yeah. I'm not trying to over-intellectualize it, but it really is, like, such a weird space, but it's cool, but it's weird. Well, that's interesting to hear from your perspective because I feel like, um, you know, I sort of have an, an idea-ish of what's going on on, like, the outside as an yeah. observer, but, like, yeah, to hear what that feels like internally. Yeah, I think it, it feels like, um, yeah, it feels a little more stop and go generally. Yeah. Um, it feels more, like, shape-oriented. Yeah. Um, and 
that can sometimes be really, really wonderful to work with because, um, like it's, it's sort of self-motivated by the model and then, and then I can sort of like see where they're directing things on their own. And then I can sort of like feed in or like thread some of my feedback in. So that's always like, it's always fun too, to see, I guess, similarly to, to like actors, I feel like models have maybe been told that they have like a specific niche or like a way that they're perceived. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they're like, they're like working within the way that they've sort of like branded or like presented themselves. Totally. Um, Which self branding is so bizarre yeah. to me because it is like, I just think that's a whole, I would love to talk to like somebody who's like a publicist or like an agent yes. of like, how do you like see a person and then project like, this is their brand. This is how we're going to market them. Because it's like, it's totally. so interesting to me, but it's, it's, yes. it's cool to know that you can notice that with certain, um, yeah, type of people or certain. Totally. It's cool. Well, and it's like, I think it's all just fun. Like, I I mean, I love it all. Like, I think it's so fun. Like, I really love um, kind of seeing, like, at the beginning of any photo shoot, like, how a person, any person in any space, any level of experience, how they think they should present themselves. Mm -hmm. And then maybe over the process of the photo shoot, like, creating space or, like, giving permission if they feel like they need that from someone else to kind of step into other versions of themselves or to like showcase something that maybe they don't feel like they can present in other spaces. So I kind of like it when people come in with like an idea of like what their image is, they already have an instinct about how they're perceived all of that. Cause I'm like, okay, let's play with this. Like let's, let's see how we can distort this a bit and like leave feeling a little surprised. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love the sensitivity that you have to people and also really creating an environment that just really explores every dimension of somebody like, I love that you said oh, distorts that. No, really, it's... That is way too nice. No, I... Just to say, like, no one can be encapsulated in an image, in a photo shoot. Yeah. Um, but it is very important to me that people feel like they leave a photo shoot and they know that they they're, they have been, like, authentically seen or parts of them have been authentically seen by someone. That's really, really important to me. Totally. Um, I, I feel like as a photographer it's so important to foster that awareness at least it seems Mm -hmm. like the photographers that I have enjoyed working with obviously you being one of them they all have kind of that knack of being really careful and you know yeah yeah, you just do such a great job of taking care of everyone seriously thank you Um, but I'm curious to hear about dancers now how you compare I'm like just imagining this Venn diagram that we have going of all of the all of the types of people that you've worked with but dancers how would you compare um so I think like if I were to to draw up a comparison um in models being sort of maybe it feeling like sort of stop and go Mm -hmm. and like image focused I do think that um one of my favorite parts about working with dancers is that I think that they generally have um, 
an awareness and like an appreciation of transitions yep. I, yeah and and like those in-between moments totally and I think that that dancers are aware of like what their body is doing in between objectives yeah. and and uh they know that that is just as valuable and that there's not an end point but that that like everything leading up to an image is is important yeah so I think um you know generally working with dancers uh feels um for me just from like dance background maybe the most like organic yeah um and I think there's a really beautiful appreciation of subtlety um yeah in in dancers like I think dancers know that you know they don't have to be doing like dancey dancey stuff for it to, <laughs> yeah. to be considered like movement and yeah. to be considered like interesting or valuable totally um and so yeah I love kind of moving with dancers mm. as I photograph them yeah um and I can you know I can use like more dancey language yeah. right like with dancers and and they'll understand what that feedback or like what those things mean yeah um but I I love the vocabulary yeah. with dancers too. It's like one of those things I always, I haven't been in a dance studio in so long, but it's like just the like, and stretch and you know, it's like this whole yes. like weird vocabulary, like a whole different jargon. And it's like, yes, but it is so special. And it is, it sounds like with dancers, there's maybe more fluidity of like, just That's move. a great way to describe it. Yeah, for sure. I also think, um, there's so much that can be communicated, um, like non-verbally when I'm working with dancers where like I can suggest something with like my own body moving Mm. and a dancer will know what I'm implying or what I'm talking about. So sometimes like shoots with dancers are, are like eerily quiet. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're having an entire conversation and we know what we're saying to each other the entire time. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, and again, just to reiterate that, like, every single person is is different and yeah. is, like, their own unique, beautiful thing that brings yeah. something different and therefore, like, requires me to show up differently. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those are, those are sort of, like, general differences, I would say, in my experience photographing those, those folks. Cool. I love it. How do you feel like, because we've talked a lot about um, how other people show up for shoots. Mm. But with yourself, is there any sort of like rituals or preps or routines that you do of like, okay, I like being able mm-hmm. to hold space for other people, I guess. Yeah, I think um, it kind of depends on the the type of shoot that I'm doing. But I would say, and like how much prep time I have. Yeah. But I would say generally... Um, it's a very like energetic experience, like preparing for photo shoots. And that like, I just some background information, like I've had and struggled with um, an anxiety disorder for like the last like six or seven years on and off. Yeah. And I, I consider myself like a pretty empathetic person. I really like tend to absorb a lot from like what other people are feeling. And I, I kind of act generally like pretty intuitively based on how people are feeling. So I'm also very aware of like how I may affect people. Mm. 
and like not wanting to like bring my baggage or like, you know, any like icky energy that I've had going on in the day before the photo shoot yeah. of like not bringing that to the person and kind of like leaving that with them. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of my prep before photo shoots is, is kind of like getting myself to a place that feels like open and, um, like aware and Mm. and kind of soft and not anxious and and like sensitive to other people's needs yeah um because I yeah I don't want to like I don't want to leave people with a whole bunch of icky feelings or something anxiety totally so I think a lot of it's energetic a lot of it's like you know I'll listen to certain music Mm. before doing a shoot I feel like a new pattern that's developed is like cleaning my house I don't know I'll just like tidy up my house or like clean space clean mine yeah like do laundry or something like that before a photo shoot but again depends on how much time I have yeah (laughs) absolutely do you I'm not doing laundry before every photo shoot right right no yeah do you um journal at all are you a journaler I feel like you might be you know, Am I, misreading I, have, you? I have like 15 journals yeah. where I'll like write maybe 10 pages in the journal yeah. and then I get anxiety about like not like honoring the experience that I wrote about fully and not like oh. writing all the details. So I'll kind of give up and then I'll circle back like two years later to an That's old journal. so awesome. I so most of my journals are like just a hodgepodge of like little moments um that I wrote about in like great detail and then there's like a two-year gap that's so (laughs) one of my one of my old neighbors was like that I have now gone to just like bullet point journaling like just like a list of things which helps but I that's I was gonna say that's something that really helps me I mean welcome to the club we all have anxiety (laughs) but like I I that I think really helps me and I also feel like just gets me like level-headed because it is it's such like an interesting way of showing up because you do have to be so physically available at Mm. least on the other side of the camera but also I feel like with both parties there's this like mental and emotional availability that's needed or I would say totally. makes it better, you know? But. Yeah, for sure. It, I mean, it's an exchange, right? Like, yeah. it's impossible to not, like, share that kind of space and time with someone and to not pick up on, like, parts of that person or to leave with some of that that yeah. energy. So, yeah. Yeah. The bullet point journaling is, oh, that's I, a smart method because... I love it. I, I get overwhelmed even by journaling. I, like, I stress <laughs> like I'm not journaling the right way or something. I love it. No, <laughs> I I also now have just, like, I'll just write the date in the middle of the page, and then I'll draw, like, a line out and just write, like, something as easy as, like, oat milk matcha if I had one that day. Or, like, do you know what I mean? Just yes, so, and that's it, awesome. Because I do – it's so weird the ways that we put pressure on ourselves. It's, like, why I, like, have never been able to meditate because I'm, like, oh, I'm not doing it right. And it's, like, you just oh, yeah. close your eyes and breathe. You're fine. <laughs> yep. but, no, exactly. Do you feel exactly. like you're hard on yourself with your work? Can I ask that? Is that too personal? Yeah, Is that off limits? You could, you could ask me anything. I'm like known as an overshare. I am too. You're the one who has to be careful because you might have to reel me in. No, 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 no. But do you feel like, because I feel like my anxiety will manifest that way. Mm -hmm. It's just being so hard on myself and like having this need to overachieve. 
Do you feel yeah. like you have a balance with your photography work and your movement directing mm-hmm. work of like, I just, do you feel, I just yeah. wonder about that. <laughs> Open the floor to I, you. I think I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hard on myself. Yeah. Um, I would like to be more gentle with myself and I feel like that's something that has been at the forefront of my attention, especially this last year and a half. Yeah. Um, because it became pretty clear, you know, when I was at home more during COVID pandemic time, like, you know, when you're having to like sit with yourself more often, it was like, okay, like (laughs) I, I'm not doing myself any favors, you know? Um, I generally, um, get into comparison traps Mm -hmm. of like, seeing people's work that I admire and initially being very excited and inspired by that person. And then like the longer I look, the more like sort of terrible I feel like, Oh, their work is more cohesive. Oh, they're doing bigger projects. Oh, you know, they're traveling more for whatever it is. Um, so I think that, like me being hard on myself manifests a lot in, in those like comparison kind of ways. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know my, I've really been trying to like my model right now is get out of your own way. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying, like, I've been repeating that to myself a lot, especially yeah. in the last few months. Um, because I think sometimes being overly critical of yourself is really just a way to protect yourself and your ego from like maybe not doing as well as you I don't know of like air quotes like messing up and protecting yourself from what that will feel like so just kind of self-sabotaging and like um not thinking that you're like capable of doing big things yeah um and and I've I've recognized I have a lot of patterns that sort of inhibit my growth and like um yeah me being able to succeed in the way that I want to succeed so I feel like right now I'm in a a pretty good place of of being grateful and and like proud of the things that I've done while also holding space for progress and and like trying that's a hard balance and I'm not perfect at finding it but I feel like um I've been proud of myself lately because I do think I've been leaning into that more often and really trying to like, you know, get out of my own way and stop making excuses for why I don't deserve to be happy or to like be proud of myself or, you know, whatever it is. Totally. Um, I feel like it's so hard, especially with any, with the fashion industry, media industry, any creative industry, honestly, because it's like you can have a, accomplishment like something that's like concretely like this is so cool I should be proud of myself like yeah that I've even made it this far but it's just like a constant going uh yes like to like yeah you know what I mean pattern of like not being able to really be proud of yourself in the in the moments where you accomplish something um that you're excited about yeah like to just allow yourself to like sit in that thing and be proud of yourself and excited Totally. That doesn't mean that you're not, that, that, that doesn't mean that you're like complacent and that yeah. you're not going to grow. Totally. But I do think, um, I don't know, I at least in the past haven't given myself enough permission to really like kind of take a step back and to see like the things that I've done and, and be proud of like those totally. things. 
It's um, so silly because it's like, like for myself, if I'm really sure, it's yeah. like, you know, you like being in fashion week that was like a thing forever that I wanted to do and then it happens and I'm like okay well you have to do more because more is happening do you know what I mean it's like just this constant like everyone's always creating and producing that I feel like it makes it hard to really like settle into what you've done does that do you feel the same with your work of like oh yeah it feels like a constant a constant race I mean I like I think part of that it a huge part of that I think is, is capitalism and the way that it functions, right? right? Like it sort of convinces us that like there's always more and that we always need more and that we like aren't satisfied until we do X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, so, and, and not that that's, you know, I'm not here to, to bash <laughs> capitalism, but just to say that that, that is, I think, a, a manifestation of that for It's the sure. culture that we're you know, in. It's a, it's a cultural yeah. Yeah, experience of, of, like, maybe not sitting in things or, or recognizing that, like, this is enough yeah. right now, yeah. you know? Um, so, Absolutely. yeah, I, I feel like I can be, just looping back a little, I can, yeah. I can totally be you know, really critical of myself and, and like not, yeah, and not be proud of myself, but that is something I'm like earnestly trying to change. Um, and it's a process. It's a process. Absolutely. Last question. This is like now taking like a 180 all the way around. Let's go. But because I, I mean, it's so funny to be like, so do you think you're hard on yourself? And then being like, okay, so what advice do you have? But like for no, other yeah. people, like for people who look at you and admire you because you definitely have admirers, me being one of them, what advice would you give to prospective photographers or people who mm-hmm. want to get a foot in the door, so to speak? Yeah um okay well all of the stuff I'm about to say is stuff that um I am currently learning and have been learning and like stuff that I had maybe heard people say but it it didn't resonate until now yeah um and I have found this helpful to at least like think about um just saying I haven't arrived anywhere yeah so I'm I'm on the journey too and I'm growing but um I think one of the main things that I wish I really, um, like allowed myself to do more when I, when I first started photography is, um, is letting myself be interested in multiple things Mm. and allowing those things to influence the work that I make. Yeah. Um, I feel like there is kind of a stigma about being like a multi hyphenate artist and and like liking different things but those other interests are what make people's work unique yeah you know it it informs the work that you do like for me like dance is a huge component to the way that I see people and the way that I witness their expression yeah and the way that I relate to myself my own body other people's bodies yeah um And I think when I first was starting out, I felt like I had to kind of shelf like the dancer part of me um, and that that wasn't allowed to be like interested in dance in the way that I was interested in photography. But I don't think that's true. I think 
you know, for me, I feel like it totally informs and, and makes my work better. So that's, I think the first piece of advice. Um, I think like a, like a practical piece of advice would be to assist other photographers. Yeah. Um, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I had like, I don't come from a very technical photo background. Like I, I taught myself and watched a lot of YouTube videos. And I think I took one small, like introductory class or something, but, um, assisting photographers was the biggest help in learning how to like, you know, set up different lighting, like setups, um, get like just being on set, witnessing how other photographers work. Um, a huge help was like other, uh, photo assistants and lighting technicians and just like talking to them and asking questions and like learning from them. So I feel like a, a that that's been very 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 helpful. Yeah. Um and and gave me like a little bit more like technical experience that I that I didn't have. Yeah. Um I think another one is uh another piece of advice is ask questions. Yeah. And like, don't be afraid to ask questions. I think I, I am a, like a pretty, I feel like I'm a femme presenting person. Yeah. And, and generally speaking, um, when, when I'm on like photo sets with people, if I'm assisting or whatever, um, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I have to put up this air of like, I know more than I do mm. to like assert respect, yeah. which is often like, that's a very like valid feeling to have. Yeah. Um, but I also think that that made me sort of afraid to ask questions yeah. initially when I was first assisting. Um, but I think, you know, I've been pleasantly surprised by how well people respond to me asking sincere questions totally. um, and just admitting like, no one has all the answers. We're always learning. We're always evolving. And most people that I've reached out to and asked, you know, advice or have asked them like sometimes technical questions or whatever it is have been very generous and like sharing their knowledge. And, and yeah. And so I think like, I don't know, don't be afraid to ask questions. There's usually people who are willing to, or like have the time to, to answer. Yeah. Um, I think another piece of advice is like go off of social media sometimes. Like just give yourself a yeah. break. Just in There's, general to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> just give yourself a break. Like I I think when we're being inundated with imagery all of the time, it's really hard to um to have ideas that feel distinctly your own without totally. it being like really influenced by other people. I think it's impossible to have an instinct or a creative desire that isn't in some way inspired subconsciously or consciously by another person's work. Right. Um, but I think like generally speaking, when I take a break and, and I pull away and I, and I don't consume as much imagery, um, instinctually I am coming up with, with more creative or unique imagery that Mm -hmm. I like want to explore. So I think like, for all of the like social and anxiety reasons, it's great to like, you know, the comparison trap and all that. It's great to get off social media. I also think it can be really rejuvenate, like rejuvenating yeah. and it can be really like 
grounding to come back to like, okay, what am I genuinely interested in? Totally. Not because I'm seeing it all the time, but like, what am I drawn to? Like, what do I want to like, what am I craving? You know? Um, It's yeah. I feel like too, it's just almost more natural. Like back when I was dancing quite a bit and like choreographing, I feel like it was so easy to watch videos and be like, Oh, that move is cool. Like I want to do something like that. But when I would just like put that all away and just like, try something just try something yeah like you're saying exactly. get out of your own way get with out of your things, own way it's so cool yeah. what you come up with i think yeah i mean that leads to i think biggest piece the of advice final like, point. practice yeah like just practice just yeah. shoot all the time like totally i think sometimes my my favorite work comes from when I know that I was photographing or like experimenting when I didn't really want to, Mm. but just the practice of like consistently working and like finding a way to work on your craft. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can be surprised by what you learn. Totally. Um, you know, just like carving out space to really practice and test things out, I think is really important. Cool. I love it. You're so, it's been so great to have you. Yeah, I And love whenever this. I'm in LA or you're in Utah, I'll grab you a cup of coffee because it's truly like, you're such a brilliant person and you're such a special, kind, caring individual. So thank you so much. Oh, no, seriously. I can't see this, but I'm making like a little like sad face. <laughs> I'll like no, I'm so, I'm so grateful. I think you are such an intuitive and talented person and so sensitive and so multifaceted. And I'm just excited to like, I'll chat anytime. <laughs> yeah. there honor to chat with you. There's going to be an episode two coming out soon. I'll think of a hey, new mom. round <laughs> name of questions to ask you, but it's all of your insights were so, you're so well articulated too. You're very oh, like, well, that's, that's great to hear. I feel like I just blubber <laughs> around. So I no. I hope that I was clear. I don't know. You I'll were. probably spiral in anxiety about things that I said or didn't don't. say later. But. It's so funny because everyone after I record with them always texts me and says like, if you need to cut anything out, I'm like, you guys, rest assured, you are all very bright individuals. You all have brilliance to share. But oh. I, I think it's natural to be. I mean, I just... <laughs> have reached a point of like well I said what I said take it early no, you're a natural <laughs> you are unnatural I'm so impressed thank you it's yeah all of the all of the experiences getting like cold called in my humanities classes that like you just have to like coming to fruition right here yes yeah, that was the practice here it is yeah totally <laughs> no but it's been so lovely to talk to you thank you so much Marissa Same, okay. thank you. I love you I'll talk to you soon Okay, love you. Okay, bye. bye.